Welcome to Race Wife Unfiltered, hosted by your favorite bougie race wife, Rachel Thornhill. Every week, she shares stories of her life as a race wife and other women in motorsports, giving them a platform so their voices can be heard. Hey guys, welcome back to Race Wife Unfiltered. I am your host, Rachel Thornhill, and... Wow. Um, today is going to be a different episode. Um, it's not something that I normally talk about, but I felt that it needed to be said. But before we get started, wanted to um, let you guys know about our VIP section newsletter. So um, this newsletter literally has all the exclusive content that you can even think of. Um, we make a list of our upcoming guests. So you guys know who's going to be coming on the podcast next. Now, um, the list isn't always in current order. Um, it changes, whatever, but you guys will be the first ones to know. Also, um, the blog posts that uh that I create on two on Tuesdays and Thursdays you guys get direct access to that uh, right away you know in real time and also there will be other things that um I will be bringing up later on uh that only will be available on the email version so there's two versions there's the email and the web version but the email version, you get exclusive content. Uh, you will get stuff that people on the web version will not see. So I want you guys to be aware of what's going on. There's going to be things going. There's a lot of things going on behind the scenes that I want you guys to be able to know about. So definitely check it out. I will leave a link in the description. But the but it is race wife unfiltered dot beehive.com forward slash subscribe to be able to join the VIP section newsletter. So back to the episode. Okay, guys. So this episode is going to be, like I mentioned, different because normally I don't, um, if we don't have a guest on this show, we, no, we normally talk about something that's related to my life. But for what's I actually want to change that. Um, obviously, one of the previous episodes, I talked about women in motorsports, like with their mental health, right? Today, I want to talk about something a little bit different, but it still caters to women in motorsports. And it's something that we see a lot happen, like for mainly women, it does happen with some of the men too, but you see it a lot. Um, and I feel it's something that needs to be addressed because it actually got brought up again. Um, but this time it was a female driver in the NASCAR, um, in one of the NASCAR series, um, in the ARCA series, Amber Balkin. Uh, she is a Canadian NASCAR driver. Um, and like I mentioned, she's in the ARCA series. And she brought up something literally within the past day or two that really, it really broke my heart for her. Like my heart goes out to her. 
Um, she mentioned that her race at Kansas Speedway is it for right now until she can get more sponsorship. She literally is having her ride being held from her because she doesn't have the sponsorship to back her up. And the thing is, um, yes, the Arca series is smaller. It is. It's a, it's a smaller, um, series. They don't get as much media coverage. They don't get as much TV time as the other series, like the Xfinity series, the truck series, and then also the cup series, but they still get enough to where it doesn't make sense that one of the only female drivers in the ARCA series it is having to literally scrape for sponsorship money. And the reason why I say that is because you have another female driver that does actually get the sponsorships. Um, you have another female dri- driver by the name of Tony Bradinger. And look, guys, this has nothing to do with her. You know, it, it doesn't. Okay. Um, because Tony's a great driver too. Amber's a good driver. You also have, um, you also have Mandy chick who is also, um, in the series. So look, like I'm not comparing the, I'm not comparing them because they're all amazing drivers, but it's the fact that like Tony has big, pretty big sponsors. She has Victoria's secret. She has hot wheels. She has like all different sponsors that have a lot of money. Like they have a, they have big marketing budgets that could easily drop, you know, uh, large amounts of money on sponsorships. So, uh, Amber's mentioned, um, to a fan in the Instagram, Instagram comments that, um, sponsorships can be anywhere from $5,000 to 1.5 million. Okay. Obviously, for very small businesses, that's not feasible, right? So you have to go with people that, well, I wouldn't say people, but like businesses that have larger um, profit margins, obviously, and businesses that, you know, have project, their, you know, their projected revenue is way higher, um, I mean, th- these are, these are going to be major corporations that are going to be able to sponsor her, but that's the problem. Unfortunately, Amber doesn't have that type of sponsorship. Um, and she doesn't have enough. She doesn't have enough sponsors. And I feel that for her being in the NASCAR realm, right, that she should have a big enough and she has a big enough following. Like you look at her Instagram, you look at her Facebook, you look at her Twitter accounts. She has the following. I mean, just on her Instagram, her Instagram has like 89,000 followers. Um, she has, um, like 83,000 followers on Facebook and she has, I think it's, it's lower on Twitter, but that's okay. Um, but The problem is with her being in NASCAR, which is pretty much the elite of when it comes to um, stock car racing, she should have way more sponsors than she does. 
um, and sponsors that can actually fork out those big amounts of money. Let's be real. Victoria's Secret can easily drop $1.5 million on a race car if they truly want to, right? They have a but they have a major budget when it comes to um when it comes to advertising because they're a major corporation. But for some smaller companies, like um, I know she's sponsored by like Icon, which uh, does like RV parts. You also have um, there's a trucking company that is, is sponsored by her. Um, there's also um, there's like a marketing and like web design agency that that sponsors her. But they're smaller companies. They might be corporations, but they're smaller companies. So like they don't have as much of an advertising budget. Right. Um, and I feel that that is something that really goes on if you have the funds to be able to like pay a management company, right. To help you get sponsorships. Or if you're having to do it on your own, when you're having to do that on your own, it's way harder. Now, um, based on what Amber has on her Instagram, I'm assuming that she still has her management company. Right. Um, and the company is, I'm hoping I'm saying the name right. If I'm messing it up, I am so sorry. But it looks like it's Dulcito, Manage- Dulcito Ma- Management. Like, um, And I know they cover like influencers and things like that. But um, honestly, if, and it's no shade to them because I don't know what they do with Amber. I have no idea. But based on when it comes to sponsorships, they should be helping her with that. They should be helping her get more sponsorships. Um, her management company who she obviously has to pay because, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't do this for free. Right. They should be the ones helping her get those sponsorships. Um, Tony, she has a management company that handles her things. Um, and, I know, I know that for a fact, because honestly, her management company reached out to me with the press release for when she was going to start driving, um, in the Craftsman truck series, you know, at Kansas with, uh, the Victoria's Secret truck. Right. So honestly, I, I saw that. I mean, I've never gotten anything from Amber's management team. I haven't even reached out to Amber or her management team. But the thing is, and I've reached I've reached out to Tony's, you know, um, management team. And that's how I got that eventually. But um, the point is, I feel like they should take some responsibility in helping her get those sponsorship deals. Um, I mean, that's all about her, her promoting her personal brand. Of course, yes, the, the drivers do have to take some personal responsibility in promoting themselves. But at the same time, you pay a management company to direct you and guide you into how to do that. 
Um, and I feel that, um, for drivers that don't have a management company, right? They don't have that luxury of being able to afford a management company. I feel that they need to know how to really promote themselves and be able to um, build their personal brand because obviously social media is what's going to get you there. It's what's going to help you get the sponsorships. It's what's going to help you get um, any type of brand deals, uh, whether it's affiliate marketing or if it's, you know, sponsorships on your, you know, on your car, um, no matter what um, your contract with that, with that company may be, um, it you still need to know how to go about it and how to do it. And so um, I really feel there needs to be more like more resources and more education for drivers when it comes to that, like on how to build a personal brand, how to be able to market yourself online um, and even in person, uh, because that's something that we should never forget that just because we have the digital space doesn't mean that we shouldn't market ourselves outside of the digital space. Um, so that means networking with people, um, you know, whether that means going to conferences, going to different events, uh, public speaking, doing all different types of um, things when it comes to being able to promote yourself. Because let's be real, um, not everybody pays attention to your social media. You do have people that are still within you know, within the business space that actually care about what you do outside of social media. Um, and that can actually determine what, um, what deals you can get, like what type of brand deals you can get and sponsorship deals, because depending on who owns that business, for example, different demographics, different age groups within the audience that you're trying to reach use social media for different reasons, right? Um, you, you know, your younger generations like Gen Z and then your, uh, and obviously millennials, we use social media for pretty much everything. Gen X and, you know, the boomer generation, um, they don't use it the same way we do. They use social media, but they also do a lot of things outside of social media. And to be honest, a lot of companies are owned by Gen X and boomers. So you have to also cater to that audience as well if you want to be well-rounded when it comes to your sponsorship offers. So that's why you have to focus on both and not just one. Um, because you want to be able to get as much sponsorships as possible, but you still want to, you still want to make sure that you're not spreading yourself thin either. Um, that doesn't mean book all the gigs, book everything. Like that doesn't mean like run yourself thin because obviously that means, you know, that covers mental health. You don't want burnout. You want to be able to keep up with your schedule as best as possible. So I feel that like there needs to be like way more education on this. Like you should, 
And most people don't know this. They either have somebody else, like somebody else do it for them, like family members or whatever. Um, or they're just like winging this shit. But I don't want, like, I really feel like, especially the women in motorsports, like, look, women in motorsports, and it's already been um, mentioned multiple times by many different organizations, uh, especially um, FIA, Girls on Track, they do a lot of studies on on this. Um, and they've even mentioned that women in motorsports tend to get less media time. They get less sponsorship funding uh, and do, pretty much less than all their male counterparts when it comes to anything in motorsports. And I feel that because of this, I feel more women in motorsports really need to know a lot more about the business aspect of the motorsports industry, because then you can actually advocate for yourself in these rooms. You can actually, you can be the one pitching and not having to get somebody else to pitch for you. And I think that that's something that needs to be talked about more. And for some drivers, they need the, they need these resources, but they're not able to go sit and pay, uh, and pay like five grand to go take a marketing course or to, you know, take a master class in how to promote themselves or, um, things like that. And I feel that there needs to be more resources available on how to do that. So guys, because of that, this kind of falls into what I'm currently working on behind the scenes. I won't go into too much, but what I will say is my business partner and I, we are creating our own media company and we are focusing on motorsports, right? Um, and in esports, both. But I want to be able to give women in, motor, in motorsports that platform when it comes to resources. Um, on how to pitch yourself, how to, you know, work on getting sponsorship deals, whether that is you reaching out to people online, whether that's you, you know, cold calling, cold emailing, whatever it may be. Um, as somebody that has that experience, because I did advertising sales for, for quite some, quite some time, like for many years, um, I worked in the media industry as, uh, for a magazine and newspaper, um, doing advertising sales. I did sales before that too. Um, but obviously different industry, but I mean, it's the same skill set, right? Cold calling, cold emailing, all that stuff. It is all the same thing. Now, um, I know some people will tell you, oh my gosh, why would you cold DM and cold call people and cold email anybody? Because obviously that's looked down as that's really looked down upon. It it's how you go about it. 
if you're just going straight in for the kill, pretty much straight in for the sale, that doesn't work. You have to build rapport with people. You have to, you have to engage with people before you even think about doing any of that, right? You don't, you don't go straight in for the sale. Now, some people will tell you that I'm wrong, right? Because some people just have specific tactics that they use. And I'll be honest, more, and it, and it's, and it's not a bad thing, but more men go straight in for the kill and they just see who bites, right? Women, we have to be a little more reserved when it comes to that. That doesn't mean that we don't, that we don't speak up and that we don't, um, and that we don't actually go in for the sale. We need to go about it in a more conversational way because that way people aren't automatically on guard because when you go straight in for the kill like that, when you go straight in and just, you know, be the predator to the prey, when you do that, that puts people on edge because they already know that they don't know you and that you're going straight in for a sale. And you have more of a chance of people telling you no. If you do it the way that I'm mentioning, where you build rapport with that person, you don't sell them on something right away. You tell them like who you are, like, you know, all of this stuff, you know, you and, and you even give them something to build upon. That means like, oh, you reached out to them because maybe like you're, you know, you you like their stuff. Like, for example, like, let's say you reach out to your fa- like your favorite, like your favorite beverage, right? Like, let's say you reach out to the company that makes it. Okay. Be like, Hey, you know, I'm so-and-so like I'm a driver for this motorsports company, whatever. And I love, like, I love your brand. And I literally like drink like your drinks like every day. My favorite flavor is this, right? Like, let's just say like my favorite flavor is strawberry or whatever. And I love your stuff and I drink it like every day. And so, you know, then, then you can go and then you just wait and see what their response is. And then you go in and then you're like, Hey, you you know, speaking of which, like, Hey, I would love to be able to like be a brand ambassador for your, you know, for your brand. Or I, you know, I'd love to be able to do like some user generated content for you, whatever it is, you know, to help promote your brand. And obviously, you know, it's something that I actually have experience with your actual product. So, you know, you know, would you love to collaborate? And then, then you start talking money, right? Then you start talking about stuff. Because guess what? You just built, you built yourself. You you pretty much put your brand in front of them, but you also did it in a way where they resonate with you. Um, And I feel that that's why some people will be like, oh my God, don't cold call, don't do this. But see, if you do it the right way, it technically isn't a cold call because you changed it. You changed it from cold to warm. Um, by connecting with that person, not just selling to them. And, uh, you know, 
I think that more, more women in motorsports really need to know how to sell themselves. Right. Um, what, you know, whether, whether that means you get somebody to do it for you, you know, with a management company helping you do it, or if you want to do it on your own. Um, and, but you just need those resources to help you get started, right. To help you jumpstart your pitching, um, to brands and things like that. So, um, I feel that Amber's story made me realize that there is a gap. There's a gap in the motorsports industry when it comes to women in motorsports getting sponsorship deals. It it really showed me that there is a problem there, right? Um, That we need to close that gap. But in order to close that gap, you have to give women in motorsports the resources. And sometimes those resources need to be inexpensive or free, right? Um, And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, You know, I mean, your, your your product, which is a service, is only for certain people, right? Certain people that can actually, you know, that actually can spend the money to get that return on investment. But for people that cannot, for people that are not able to financially do that, because like, for example, your local drivers that are literally bootstrapping this, they're, they're using money from their day jobs to be able to, you know, race every weekend. You still need to promote yourself. No matter how, no matter how much, you, um, like no matter how far you plan on going with this, even if you just plan on staying as a local racer, still use resources. You can still promote yourself. You can still get PR, you know, you can go to your local newspaper. You can, uh, pitch yourself to them, you know, for them to write a story on you. Um, you know, you can do that. You can go to your local TV station, you know, or somehow pitch yourself to them. You know, things like that. People are always looking for local cover stories, like local feature stories, you know? Um, so do that. You go on podcasts. I mean, like mine, I mean, guys, I'm right here, you know, I mean, I cover all women in motorsports. I don't care if you're a local. I don't care if you're, if you're in NASCAR. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't care if you're not even a racer. If you're a race wife, if you contribute to the racing community, period, you could be working a corporate job for like one of the racing teams. It doesn't matter. You can come on my show. Like, whether that means you want to pitch yourself to me or I find you, but it might be better if you just, if you find me first, because there's so many of you and there's so little of me that it's hard for me to find everybody. But to be honest, like if I, and, and guys, I will tell you my strategy right now. Like I'm going to be 100% open and real. This is my strategy, my marketing strategy when it comes to getting guests on my show. Okay. If I find you, I'll follow you, but I don't pitch you right away about becoming a a guest on my show. I don't. 
I do not. What I do is I make myself known in your comments. I like your stuff. I comment on your stuff. You know what I'm saying? When, when I get a chance, obviously, I follow quite a few people. So I can't always, you know, like and follow your, you know, like and uh, comment on your stuff. But I'll do it as often as I can. And then after, after a while, if there is sometimes if I see like a specific like post um, that you're talking about and I truly resonate with it, like I will reach out to you and I'll be like, hey, like especially, okay, for example, there's a driver um, that's going to be coming on the podcast soon. I'm not going to mention her name because you guys, if you are on the newsletter, you will know because you will find out. Um, but anyway, she has a nonprofit that she that she does for animal shelters. And y'all, animal shelters are very close to my heart. Like that's something that I like, honestly, oh, like I want to cry because I love animals, right? Animals are, are like, they're... They're amazing creatures and I feel we don't treat them well enough sometimes, but I have one of my dogs is a rescue. And so her name's Beetlebug. She's the cutest beagle and she's so adorable and I love her to death. But anyway, so when I saw that that's what she does, that she uses like a lot of her race winnings and things like that to fund this nonprofit to be able to help these animal shelters, I knew that I had to do whatever I could to get her on the podcast so she can share her story, so she can promote her nonprofit because I want her to be able to get funding outside of just the money that she gets from winning races, right? Like, I think if more people knew about her nonprofit, that more people would donate, people would donate to her cause. And that is why, like, I reached out to her and, and she's young, you guys, like when I say young, like I ended up talking to her mom and she's such a sweet lady, but, um, yeah, like I reached out to her and they like she was ecstatic about it. She was like, yeah, of course I'll, you know, you, we can, you know, I'll come on the podcast and talk about it, you know, that they'll talk about it. And for me, that's what matters. You know, I want all women in motorsports, no matter how big your name is, whether you're a local driver or whether you're not, to come on here and share your stories because the thing is a lot of you and let's be real a lot of women in motorsports do not get their s- stories heard whether they're a race wife um or they work you know at they work at a racing company or they are um like i said more of local drivers that don't you know that don't get TV time. They don't, you know, you don't get any of that. You're just at your local racetrack every week. Um, I want all of you to have the, I want all of you to have the opportunity to be able to share your stories with everybody. 
because everybody's story deserves to be heard, no matter who you are, and no matter what you do in the motorsports industry, every story deserves to be heard. Um, and every story deserves to have some type of recognition. And so that is why I'm so passionate about having all of you on the podcast, no matter what you do, um, because you contribute to this community in some way. And I mean, literally every day, you know, whether you're the race wife or you're a race mom, right? Because like you may have kids that are racing or, you know, you work um, a regular job, but your job is in the motorsports industry. Or if you're a pit reporter, right? Or if you, um, shit, if you're on a pit crew, right? If you, you know, if you, or you're a crew chief or, I mean, or you're a driver, Whatever you may be, you still contribute to this whole entire community and this community needs you like everybody in this community is valid. Even if you're just a race fan, like women, period, in in this, you know, in this industry need to have their voices heard. And the motorsports community is a very unique community. Um, I feel it's way more like close knit. People tend to be very, um, honestly, I would say more accepting because I, I mean, being in the motorsports community for 18 years now, it, it's literally like the most family oriented thing that I've ever experienced. And I feel that more and more people are going to, keep getting involved and you've got even people like that. This is like multi-generational. Um, you have women that are in motorsports that like their parents were racers or their grandparents were racers or their great grandparents. I mean, cause I mean, let's be real. Racing has been around forever. <laughs> um, you know, and I feel like, I mean, cause but, and that's another thing that I did too, was, you know, the, like the first female racer was back in France in like, what, the 17, 1800s. Like you're talking about, um, literally, wow. Like who knew that it would be that long that it has been for a, you know, for females to come into the sport. And I think that, Camille would be very happy the way that things have changed, that we have so much more women in the motor, in the motorsports industry now, uh, compared to when she did it. Right. Um, and I think that we need to make sure that more and more women come into the sport and they stay, um, not having sponsorships, not being able to afford to race, that that's very taxing on a driver when that's all they love to do, right? That's all, you know, not saying that that's all they know. Um, it's just that that's what they love to do. And when your passion is there and you want to do your passion forever, um, 
then why would you want to go and do something else because just because you don't have the financial means to back it up? And that's why hearing Amber's story, um, whenever, well, seeing Amber's story, I should say, because she typed it out in cat, you know, in the Instagram caption, um, made me realize that I needed to get on here. Um, and I needed to make this podcast episode about this because there needs to be more awareness of when it comes to, uh, sponsorships that a lot of women are just not getting it. And, um, now, of course, there are organizations that are really pushing to advocate. Um, like you've got Women in Motorsports North America, which is ran by Cindy Sesson and Lynn St. James. And if anybody knows anything about motorsports, Lynn St. James is literally a living legend. And I actually did a blog post about Lynn St. James in the past, probably a few, quite a few weeks back. And it actually is on Substack. Um, that is where we had the newsletter previously. But um, Substack will be going away very soon. Um, once my website is up and running, everything that was on Substack will be moved there and then it will be no more, um, until, uh, the website is up and running. So until then, any blog post that you want to see will only be on the Racewife Unfiltered VIP section newsletter, which, um, I have already mentioned, but you guys can, you know, check that out and you will be able to see any blog posts there. But as I mentioned, um, Cindy and Lynn run this nonprofit and you can donate to them. Um, I would highly recommend it if this is a cause that you want to, um, want to give to. Now they will be doing a special event it is a um, 75 hours of giving, May 16th through the 19th. That is due to NASCAR's 75th anniversary. So um, May 16th through the 19th, you would have to donate through the NASCAR platform. They are posting all of this on their social media. I will, I will post links in the show notes and... Um, you can also donate before then through multiple ways. So you can go to my bio, whether that's on Instagram or on Facebook or Twitter, and you can click on that link. And I actually have a donation section for you to donate to um, that organization, or you can go to their website and donate. So whichever one you choose, but if you're going to do it before May 16th, that's the best way to do it. Um, if you do it during May 16th through the 19th, then you have to do it through the NASCAR platform. Um, and they have reminders through Instagram for sure. I'm not sure about the other, I'm not sure about Facebook and Twitter, but they have a reminder on their social media post about it. 
So you can click that and obviously you'll get a reminder for whenever that we, you know, that event starts. So definitely check it out. Um, they do amazing work. They also have conferences, um, at that have a lot of speakers, uh, that are all women that actually are in motorsports. So check out their website. Um, there's so much information. There's a lot of resources on there as well. But, um, as I mentioned, um, FIA has way, like way more resources online, but also I would say that that's going to be catered more to the UK, um, and just, uh, pretty much Europe, um, if you're looking for a U.S. resource, then Women in Motorsports North America is going to be your best bet. But of course, I mean, they can only do so much without without donations. Uh, donations is literally what keeps them going. So, um, it, guys, if you want to be able to give to a good cause, then I would definitely check them out. But Anyway, um, because of that, like I mentioned, that's part of my strategy, like with, um, my, with my podcast, like, like I said, resonating with people, right. Resonating when it comes to like causes or just resonating period. Like, I mean, motorsports is literally what makes us resonate with each other. I mean, motorsports is a community. So once you are a part of that community, you already have an interest, right? We, we all have a common interest and motorsports, I feel automatically gives you a foot to stand on. So, but as I mentioned with, um, with brand, with brand deals and stuff like that, guys, you would be very shocked at how, much you don't have to really think about what type of products to go for. Think about the things that you use on a regular basis, the things you know, the things that you use on a regular basis. That's all companies that could easily sponsor you. And to be honest, it's easier to talk about the, talk about the shit you know, right? It's easier to talk about the shit you know and the stuff that you use than things that you've never touched, Right. So use that to your advantage when you are reaching out to people and you're reaching out uh, to companies, you know, for, for, you know, for brand deals and sponsorship, go for the place, the places. Cause I mean, you could even reach out to, you know, um, like tourism, um, you know, businesses in the tourism industry, you know, actual places. I mean, what, you know, whatever for sponsorships, because everybody needs advertisement. Like all business, all businesses need advertisement. This is just a different way of going about it. This is just, this is just a different form of advertising. It's no different. Um, you know, it's no different than, you know, somebody advertising in a newspaper, advertising in a magazine. The difference is that it's out in the open on a, on a race car. Right. Um, and it's going to be possibly on TV or it's going to be no matter what, it's going to be in front of their target audience. That is what you sell. You sell them their target audience. 
their target audience is who they need to be in front of, right? And this is what you're giving them. You're giving them that opportunity. You're giving them the chance to be in front of their target audience. So sell it to them. Sell it to them. Because let's be real, that that's what they need. In order for them to sell more product, they have to be in front of their target audience. And you are giving them that way. You are giving them another avenue to be able to sell their product, but just in a different, just in a different way. So take, take everything that I, that I mentioned today, you know, take it in. It's a lot, you know, and I hope it all resonates with you guys. And definitely, um, let me know what you think about this episode. It is different. Like I said, this is something that um, actually has been on my mind for quite a few months now. And um, now I'm actually wanting to create a real platform for this. So if this is something that you guys resonate with, let me know. Um, And if, if you want more content like this, I will, I'll give it to you. Um, you know, I'll, but, but I would do this in a separate podcast. Um, I want to keep race wife unfiltered the way that it is. I don't want it to be a mixture of marketing and a mixture of racing fully. Like I would want to do a separate podcast for that. Um, so if that is something that you guys are interested in, um, then let me know because I would want to do that separate because that's more a business type podcast and I would rather um, do that as a separate thing and not actually bombard that, b- bombard it with Race Wife Unfiltered because this is for you guys to share your stories on. Um, and my, and also for me to share my story, uh, when we don't have guests. Um, but if you're interested in the whole marketing aspect, sponsorship deals, brand pitching, all the things marketing for when it comes to motorsports related, I am more than happy to start a whole new podcast on that. So let me know what you guys think. And um, definitely subscribe to the newsletter because I will drop all that information on that new motorsports marketing podcast in that newsletter. So make sure you subscribe to it because that's where all of that is going to be. Yeah, like um, I will drop dates. I will drop behind the scenes stuff. I will do all that stuff. So definitely make sure that you do that. And, uh, yeah, guys. So that's it for me. Um, make sure that you tune in every Thursday here at Race Wife Unfiltered. I am always here on Thursdays. And next week we will have a special guest with us and we will actually have guests for the next three weeks. So, um, make sure that you subscribe to the VIP section newsletter in order to know who those guests are going to be. And I will see you guys next Thursday. Take care.